0: Expectation is the thief of all joy. Right. Right? Expectation is the thief of all joy.
1: You keep your focus. You keep your sense of love. And you keep your sense of purpose. Those are, they're integral.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Boundless, this is Kevin. This is my boy, David. What's going on, guys? And today we are going to um, talk about a little bit more about the mind. Last episode, if you guys were with us, we finished with how we are addicted to our mind, our thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to give a little recap? Yeah. So uh, last week we talked about addictions,
1: but we kind of dove a little bit deeper into what addictions really, um, how they all tie together um, on a deeper level rather than just pointing out what can be addictions and you know why people are addicted to them, right? We kind of dove a little bit deeper into understanding the human tendency behind um, why we are addicted to those things and... In short, it is just a way for our mind to kind of have an attempt at being a a poor attempt at reclaiming its true nature, which is, you know, presence or oneness or, you know, um, the greater sensation, that high that you chase, right? Um, And in in a sense, every single addiction dovetails into one of these uh, avenues. And oftentimes, it's the reason why we actually even dive into these uh things right whether it's sugar whether it's alcohol whether it's overthinking whether it's um you know work work you know chasing status chasing anything even being lazy you know like all of these are just attempts at your mind poor attempts you know um
0: fruit fruitless attempts at and also as an escape to escape your your thoughts Mm -hmm. um a lot of us we have negative thoughts or a lot going on in our lives. And instead of dealing with it, right. um, could be hurtful emotions that we're going through. Instead of dealing with it, we try to escape binge eat, binge eating, right. binge on Netflix, dive into work so that we can get distracted and forget about... Binge in your bed or binge on the couch, you know, being lazy just to uh,
1: not get to something or avoid something, suppressing something. Um, so yeah, you know, like, and and when we avoid thoughts, right, like that that clear-mindedness, that the lack of thoughts is, in essence, our original self, you know, like before our, our brains are filled with um, these ideas and thoughts that kind of, we're not even like, you know, the creators of, they just pop into our mind, right? So, yeah, um, so
0: we'll talk about that. But at the end, we started talking addiction. about mm-hmm. addiction being an escape of our our thoughts, and then the reason why is we want it to silence, right? Mm-hmm. For example, when we're drinking, thoughts kind of slow down. We feel more free. Right. Um, when we're working, when we're doing anything, we're kind of just now more present. Right. And, and then okay. now the thoughts slow down. So I wanted to go segue that and talk a little bit deeper about that. So in meditation, we'll talk about what meditation is. Because meditation is a great practice to kind of learn to tame or be more aware of the nature of the mind. Okay, It's a great tool if your mind's noisy. So a lot of times I've spoken about this in previous episodes that when you first start out meditating, um, actually, I want to debunk this, um, this conception that meditation is sitting down and clearing your head. You sit down, you clear your head and you're just quiet. That's really not going to happen. If you guys try this right now, if you guys try, I've been having my class do it this week that I just ask them to try for 60 seconds, 60 seconds to sit here without no thoughts if you guys could just clear your head no thoughts for 60 seconds can you do it no we can't most like most people we find out you can't and a lot of times when you start meditating you sit down for a couple minutes and then you're already, nope this is uncomfortable i don't like it my mind's too noisy i can't do this this is there's no way right so is that kind of the reason why a lot of
1: these like apps for meditation or these uh, beginner guides right they have you focus on something like grounding yourself with your breathing or something like that. Yes. Because without that is 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 when you don't do that, you kind of get lost in the uncomfortness, right. uh, uncomfortability of your of your
0: thoughts. That's exactly it. So it, one it. one basic way right. is focusing on your breath. Right. Because if you focus on your breath and you pay attention to it, then now you have something. It's like your awareness can go anywhere. Right. It can be in the mind and can go crazy. But if you bring that spotlight to say your breath. Now your attention's there, and then the thoughts kind of simmer down. So when you focus on your breathing, you kind of bring back to what's happening right now, which is your breath. It's a great anchor. That's why a lot of uh, meditation um, use breathing um, exercises to kind of bring you back to the present. But say even when you're focusing on your breathing, you'll get pulled away, right? We'll do meditation. Focus on your breath. Just pay attention to your breath as it goes out. As it goes in, you just pay attention. After a couple seconds, your mind wanders off and it pulls your attention away. Pardon my reach, But that happens all the time. Um, So to let you guys know, that's part of what meditation you're supposed to discover when you're doing meditation is that you can't control your mind. Or at least to that extent, you can't stop it. You can't clear it. It just goes on by itself. If you guys want to try that, 60 seconds. No thinking. See if you guys can do that. Okay. Even the thought... As it, if you're here, it's quiet, and then that inner voice starts talking, oh, I think I'm doing it. There's no, there's no thoughts. That inner voice itself is a thought itself, right? So just keep that in mind. The inner voice, that inner dialogue is a thought. So um, as we start meditating, what happens is we're sitting here, and we notice that even if we're not trying to think, We're just trying to sit here. Okay, I'm just going to relax completely. No thoughts in my head. I'm not going to worry about work. I'm not going to worry about my family. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm just going to sit here. And as you sit here, your mind starts going. It starts thinking about this. It starts thinking about that.
1: Right.
0: So the realization that you're supposed to have or that you'll eventually have is that thoughts come by itself. Yes. And you're not generating these thoughts. And if you're not generating these thoughts... I'm sitting here, I'm not trying to think, but thoughts are coming anyways. If you're not generating these thoughts, then are these thoughts you, right? right? If you're the one who's sitting back and you're just... You just said that and I got tingles in my body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, he posed, you posed a great question, right? Like if if you're not the one generating or the creator of all these thoughts that are popping into your mind, who are you, you know? Right, so that's... um, And so often, like, we tie ourselves, our our identity to our thoughts, you know, like, whether it's anxiety or fears or whatever it may be, you know, throughout the spectrum of emotions and thoughts, right? Like, if we're not the ones creating these
0: thoughts, right, who are we? Who are we really, you know? Right. So it's, um, so the mind or thoughts is kind of, it's kind of like breathing, right? It can be voluntary, it can be involuntary. When you want to, you can't focus on your breathing, and you can breathe a certain way. You feel like you have control of your breathing. The other way is, when you're not even thinking about it, right now we're just talking, we're doing this episode, breathing happens by itself, All right. So it's voluntary and involuntary. The mind's also the same thing. When you really want to think, I'm trying to plan this for work, I'm trying to organize this, um, then now you are voluntarily using the mind. Involuntarily, when you're not trying to think, for example... When you're eating your food, just trying to enjoy the food, now you're thinking about work, you're thinking about whatever movie you just watched or something something someone said or the right. news. It's going involuntarily. You're not trying to think, but it's just happening. Or a common one when you're eating, you're comparing it to
1: another meal that you've had, never really fully experiencing this. You're eating this pasta and all of a sudden you're like, hmm, I've had better
0: at Olive Garden. And that's not the case, you know? Like, that's just your mind. Yeah. Uh, so it takes away the experience or the, what's happening now. Like right. It, well, expectation is the thief of all joy right right. expectation is the thief of all joy
1: was that, was, that, was that one of
0: your like original quotes or is that like one of the I think I've heard it somewhere <laughs> okay, you heard it I was about to say that was like, a great quote to you. yeah um, yeah because if there's no expectation and you're just eating it and enjoying right. it oh there's so much enjoyment and pleasure from it right but, but presence, once, presence with the moment though. Yeah, presence. exactly you know? but once you start comparing it once you start having expectations of oh this is uh, like for example I'll talk about my first When I first went to Masros, it's like a very popular steakhouse. Um, First Mastro's, it was mind-blowing. No expectations. Okay, we're going to try this. We thought it was the greatest steak we've ever eaten. Next year, we went again. We went for Christmas. And second time, we already had that expectation. Oh, this is going to be the best steak. Oh, I'm looking so so forward to this. And we ate it. And for some reason, it was just not as... Delicious, not as mind-blowing as the first time. Right, right, right. Um, Maybe it's the same steak. Maybe it just tastes the same, and we have these expectations, and it just kind of dimmed down the experience. Or it could be really the steak quality went down. Don't know. But expectation is, in theory, like the thief of joy. Wow. Um, But going going back to thoughts, identification with thoughts. Right, right. Judgment. Right? Right. We, we like to judge things all the time. The mind judges all the time. So say, for example. We're Guilty of that, but working on it. For example, we, we like to work out, right? And then we are more in tune or know the mechanics of good movement. For example, squats, we know what a good squat looks like. We go to the gym, LA Fitness, and we look at someone doing a half squat, bending over, knees caving in, and the mind just goes. Look at that guy. Look at that guy, like. Dude, he doesn't even know how to squat. Yeah. What's he doing? Blah, blah, blah. The mind starts judging. all over. it's going yeah. off. Yeah. And, I mean, we go in there. We don't plan to judge, but the mind just goes on involuntarily. Right. right. So, we identify with this thought that, yes, this guy sucks. Like, what is he doing? He right. doesn't even know how to squat. Like, get out of the squat rack so I can right. squat and show him. Or I'm, how I'm better than him because he doesn't have good form. Right? Like, those are the... Yeah, so you identify with these thoughts. Right. Um and then so then now it brings you into like oh I'm judging this guy it's you versus me I'm better he's not all this right. ego stuff right Right. but it's just a thought and these thoughts come from past experience from our own upbringing our right. own conditions right so these thoughts just come up by itself if we identify it with it then we have then it goes on it builds up the story right and it um, how do you combat that then you know like what is the, what
1: is the you know the counterbalance to it. So meditation is a great tool. Right. And let's
0: talk back about meditation. So,
1: but b- before we get to the meditation piece, because I know that's a great tool, right? Yeah. Um, in that gym situation, when we're walking in there, we see the squat, someone squatting on a squat rack, doing that. What is your like method to combat like those thoughts? Before we dive into the meditation, just oh. to give just to give our viewers like you know more more practical real life like <laughs> you know applications of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when that happens, like now when judgment happens, yeah. I just don't identify with it like it's just a thought that comes through right for example the thought comes through is like oh my gosh he doesn't know how to squat and then instead of being judgmental right right, right. it's just more solution-based of should i go over there and like give him some tips or should i just let him be and then move on done so you see that be more solution-based you could either give him some help or you could just move on right or you could be in your head and just start talking trash in your head or start building up your ego because I'm so much better right. and then you're just more in your head right. versus okay that's what happened and then we move on Right. so it's just less energy spent and then what happens if when there's less mental energy spent you have a lot more energy to do, to do whatever yeah. you need to do um, a lot of people who've become who've done a lot of meditation or who's become higher level of consciousness or they're not too identified with their mind, they find that their energy levels are higher. Right. I found that for myself. Like, I don't need any caffeine or any external stimulus. It's because I don't spend too much energy in the mind. Like, right. that's that takes up energy. Right, right, uh, right. So, you could just move on.
1: Yeah.
0: But you also have a great diet, too. That probably helps out with yeah, the diet and level. exercise <laughs> and all that, too.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think that's a great... Uh, a great you know solution to combating those thoughts on these practical everyday occurrences that happen, you know, like because that our gym example, it happens so often, whether it's in work, whether it's just like going to get gas and someone honks at you and then you you know you feel that surge of um, stressors, right? Mm-hmm. You can identify with the thoughts that pop into your mind, like, hey, why is this guy honking at me? Why is this guy, you know, like or you can just let it go, right? Mm-hmm. Understand where they're coming from, understand, you know, that they might be in a rush, and then understand that those thoughts that pop in your head Aren't really yours, and then understand that hey, maybe this irritation that I'm feeling, I don't need to identify with. And if you're able to let it go, then you can see that situation just really subsides. Um, you know, similar to that gym uh, occurrence, right? Like being aware and then shifting your awareness, whether it's to something more solution based or you know not giving it any more uh, energy, right? It really helps you just move and flow with life a lot better, and then. You know, rather than just being stuck on it, you know, because oftentimes how I many people are stuck on it, and then they come home and then they'll tell their wives like, "Man, I saw this guy on the squat rack. I couldn't squat because he was doing these weak-ass squats," you know, and then this energy
0: just festers and it stays with you all day, right? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, um, so yeah, unnecessarily, unnecessarily, and then you just carry on all these unnecessary thoughts and yeah, and that's I mean that's not a really positive thought. It's a negative energy, negative yeah. thought that you're carrying with you. Yeah. So, um, so meditation as you meditate. If you're trying to meditate for the first time or trying it out, you'll notice that thoughts come, right? And that's part of it. You, that's just for you to realize that thoughts come by itself. I can't stop it. All you can do is sit there and then just let the thoughts come, but you just don't engage in it. You don't identify with it. You're sitting here. You're not doing anything. Thoughts come by itself. You're just watching the thoughts come by and it's practice. You practice this during meditation during your daily life, as you keep doing it, now during your daily life, as thoughts come by, you can just kind of just watch it and see it go by versus catching on to it, identifying with it, and then letting it run, dictate your actions, dictate what you say, dictate your what you're going to do. Right. So it just helps you to become more conscious of what's happening, the voluntary, involuntary mind, and give you more control of your mind. Um.
1: Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. And, you know, as you're saying this, I'm getting lost in my thoughts thinking of, like, man, I I could have approached certain situations back in my past better, you know, because you realize there were things that irritate you and you respond to it because you're identifying with the thought, you know? Like, um, but yeah, you know, how do we use this? And as we move forward into our growth as a person, how do we apply this and be proactive, right, when something does happen to us that triggers anything or, you know, whether it's stressors or us? identifying with something right like how do we proactively use that awareness and just be a better person better human you know because mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah because i think all of us innately we want to be a better version of ourselves, a better person um so what happens is now i mean the mind right now we're kind of talking about the mind on its negative side mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. mind is a beautiful thing it's just when it overpowers us and then suffering psychological suffering since so many people deal with depression they deal with anxiety they deal with stress um or just overthinking we, we just started the nutrition challenge and then there's been i mean a handful of people before we even start get too much into their heads of man i don't know about this like i'm just more comfortable i they have fear of failure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe fear of judgment from other people. Like, why are you going on a diet? Or, or no, change is too much. Like, this is too much work. I ra- I'm more comfortable where I'm at. So you just get lost in your head. And this happens all the time, right? Is that right. It? It's only the first week for the nutrition challenge, right? It's only been the first week. But even before we started was some people already got too much into their heads. right? And this happens all the time. Like, how many times have we set out a goal for ourselves? Or want to do something and before we even start the mind starts thinking about all the different scenarios worst case scenarios what if i fail what if they think this what if this happens and then you don't even start right because you're you just got lost in your mind so um and i was given an example in one of my classes if you pay attention there's like two sides or multiple personalities within you there's this there's this one side of you that, hey, I want this year to be the year of change. I want to be healthier. I want to start focusing on eating better. I want to start exercising regularly. I want to start meditating. I want to do all this and that. That, And then you have these plans, right? This is you that voluntarily really, right. um, making these goals. right. And then there's this other side of you that tries to sabotage it. Right. No, what if you fail?
1: No, like... It's who is too this? Much per- work. Who is this person that brought up this topic? Because I feel like we need to get them, whoever they are, he or she, you know, onto this podcast and talk more about it because that's a great point, you know, about overthinking. The, 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 the little U's. Oh, the little U's. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's funny because um, in my Van Tharp book, he talks about that. There's this, these little U's, or you know, if I'm referring to myself, little eyes, right? That are different parts of us, and they conflict. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some little parts that have conflict with other ones, right? Like just like in your example there are parts of you that are voluntarily willing to go out and make this the best year. You're ready for it, right? But then there are little ones, other parts of yourself, little eyes, you know, um, that say, hey, you know, I'm actually afraid of failing, so I'm going to sabotage this so that it doesn't hurt me. So, right, these um, little parts of you have their own motive, their own own protection mechanism because they're protecting you from something. Mm -hmm. And they subconsciously just surface to carry out whatever function they were meant to carry out. Whether that, that, that part of you stems from fear of failure, right? It'll pop up and say, hey, because I fear failure, I'm going to go ahead and self-sabotage whatever I'm doing right now. And it happens subconsciously. Yeah. And this, it, it, it is the reason uh, of a lot of self-sabotaging things that happen amongst us. And you know, when we think about it, it's not because we didn't want to be successful. It's just something came along us internally that we were so um, unaware of, right? Because mm-hmm. so, it acts subconsciously. I'll just, bam, cut you right off in the track. You know, like any progress you had, right? Like, and it's funny because these little parts of you are actually only trying to help you, right? Like the one that wants to be successful this year and, you know, get fit, lose weight, it wants, it's doing that to protect your health, protect your mental well-being, right? But the other side of you that is uh, protecting you from failing, you know, or self-sabotaging you, it's protecting you from feeling the fear or the, the, the let down feeling of, you know, failing. So it's, right, so it's protecting you from that. So to do that, all it knows how to do is self-sabotage you so that you don't even get down with this project, you know? And then, that's just one example, but there's so many things, and we hold on to these uh, little parts of us through all the life experiences that we grow through, right? Um, And, you know, if you're 30, 30, 35 years old, right, that's 35 years of accumulated little eyes that,
0: that, you know, become a repertoire of who you are unknowingly, you know? Yeah. And then that's why... overthinking happens that's why we get so much into our heads because now there's all these little eyes um that's kind of debating within each other and arguing and that's why some of us become very undecisive Mm -hmm. um scared to move or make progress or change change right um but yeah so there's so if this is all there within you then like I'm pretty sure most of us don't even know who we identify with. Like right. it's just whatever comes up, we identify with that. Right. Um, so once you are aware of like, hey, these thoughts, these different personalities are just all in there as part of me, then you can consciously say, I know you're scared of failure, but it's okay, we got it. I mean, you don't have to talk within you, but just know that feeling. Right. right. And then go with, I'm going to go with my bigger self that, hey, I do want change. Right. I want this year to be the year for me fear of failure I know you're trying to protect me it's okay like we got this right fear of rejection um security whatever it is it's we got this um so speaking of which the the path of growth between um kind of this mental well-being I was talking about this in my class this is coming from oneness um the first change is transformation and what transformation is is you change that dialogue that happens inside your mind like pretty much what a lot of um, like positive thinking your glasses half full type of um, type of change right like these affirmations right like for example we go back to the gym the guy squatting Mm -hmm. Um, so for one the first thing your mind can go oh he did like, look at him. Like, he doesn't know how to squat. Like, get out of here. Like, let me use the rack.
1: Correct.
0: So that's one thought, judgment, negativity. And you could change that thought around, right? So once you see that, instead of thinking about that, just thinking, oh, like, he's trying to squat for the first time. Or he's trying to, let, like, he probably never worked out before. Now he's trying to get in. And, like, this might be his starting point. And then now that just shifts completely from instead of judgment, um, Boosting your ego, putting him down to, like, more compassion that, like, hey, maybe he's never worked out before. Now he's just trying for the first time. And, like, here, like, maybe I can help him. Right, right. So that change of, like, what the inner dialogue is transformation. Right. And you talked about this in a pre- um, previous episode. Did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> about, like, especially, especially um, traumatic or big traumas in your life. Mm-hmm. That people hold on to and like that weighs them down. Going back and switching that up to like, like the reframing it, right? Reframing, right, reframing right. that thought, reframing why it has on our stress episode. That's it. Um, yeah, so reframing it, and that's so important too. For example, let's say a lot of people have maybe parent issues, daddy issues, mom issues, or something like that. Maybe their dad wasn't the best dad or wasn't there for them. And then you hold on to it and it's always there Um, and it affects you knowingly or not knowingly. But if you go back and then reframe that to a different thinking, instead of thinking from your side of like, he was never there for me. He never went to any of my games, blah, blah, blah. That maybe that was a lesson for you to be the best father you can be. It could be a lesson or he's trying his best. Like, that's all he knows. Or,
1: you know how we talk about like the human condition is this addiction to their mind, if you can apply that with all these interactions that you deal with, negative or positive, right? Mostly negative in this situation because we're talking about traumatic events. But if you apply the narrative that like, hey, the human, so so your father or your mother, like whoever you're having issues with, right? At that time, they were just doing the best that they could, unknowing or unaware of their affliction, which is the addiction to their mind. They were probably a bad parent because at some time, that caused whatever traumatic event, right? Their little parts in them chose. Took the best of them. Yeah, it took the best of them. And, you know, like they it, it, it chose like the, it chose to side with or identify with a little part in them that self-sabotaged something along the way, right? And then that caused them to really, you know, create these traumatic events that now have afflicted you. But if you can try to see that event with the, the lens that like, hey, you know, at that time, they were just unaware, you know, like, they're unaware that, like, their mind gets the best of them 90% of the times, you know, and that they don't choose love all the time. They don't choose to be operating through life with their hearts open, you know, Um, because it's not the easiest thing to do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. right back to that Jin situation, right? Like, if we operate through, like, navigate through life with our hearts open, right, When we'd see someone with a bad squat form, the first thing we would do is, hey, help them, give them like uh, uh, technique and assistance, right? Rather than judging them. But like the easiest thing for us to do is just identify with our ego, right? Because it's easy. It doesn't get you out of your comfort zone. It doesn't, you know, right? Um, So traumatic events, you cling onto them, but if you reframe them and you can kind of see that like, hey, these things happen to you because the people that allow it to have happened to you in the past, you know, they were just afflicted with the same problem, but if you can forgive them for the same mistakes that you do yourself, that's kind of like the next step to transformation, right? Like if you can forgive them for those same mistakes, because I guarantee you, you're, you're, you're doing the same things to other people unknowingly also, right? In your life. So if you can forgive them in essence, it's allowing you to forgive yourself to kind
0: of transcend that, you know, that pain, that traumatic event. Yeah. And if you want to do inner work, we talk about a lot of inner work, Um, that's one very powerful um, thing that you can do for yourself is take time, go back into certain aspects of your life that you hold on to that, um, I mean, that creates a lot of, I mean, who you are that maybe closed up your heart or whatever that is Mm -hmm. to reframe that. So that's transformation. I think that's the first step. Right is as you actively become more aware of what goes on internally in your mind, mm-hmm. if it's negative, if it's self-sabotage, or if it's from past traumatic experiences, try to reframe it. And that will go a long way. That itself will go a long way. Anything else you want to say that before I move to the next step? No, I'm just I'm just ready for step two now. I'm like, what's step two bro? So the <laughs> next the next evolution of um growth right. is So, the term used is awakening. Right. So, transformation, changing the The inner inner dialogue. dialogue. Awakening is disidentifying with your thoughts. Like, that that becomes more of a natural state. Disidentifying? Yes. Did you make up a word just now? No, I'm kidding. Um, is it a word? So, so not identifying. Not identifying with your thoughts. Not identifying. It could be It could be a word.
1: Uh, I was just wondering. I just <laughs> had to make sure that I heard it right, you know, because so, I'm learning as we go right now, too, with the
0: rest of the audience, you know. So, so not identifying with your thoughts. Not identifying. Like, so awakening is thoughts come and go, but it does not, it does not hold, it does, you, you are not lost in the grip of the mind anymore. Right. Like, for example, if you want to use the mind, you'll use it. You use it for work, use it for planning, use it to analyze whatever you need to do. Otherwise, it's just there. The mind goes on, but it's not bothering you. Um, Another example is the mind loves to create stories. If you pay attention to the nature of the mind, the mind loves creating stories. You're a great storyteller. For example, you're sitting here. Your wife comes downstairs mm-hmm. and then she doesn't even look at you. She just goes right down to whatever. And then maybe your mind automatically starts thinking, Is she mad at me? What's going on? Like, is she gonna be upset with me later on? And it creates all this story within right. your head. And it creates stress, right? Now you're like on the edge next time you see her because the story's built up in the head. Yeah. So, stories all the time. That's a small example. Another, I mean, if you just pay attention, there's your mind builds these crazy stories within it. For example, scenarios. Let's do another, that example of the self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You are, you have this, for example, the nutrition plan. I'm going to do the six weeks challenge. I'm going to follow this plan. I'm going to try to work out four times a week. And I'm going to try to sleep seven hours plus. Okay. And then um, this self-sabotage Little I mm-hmm. starts thinking, no, it creates a story. No, you're going to fail. You're going to do this. and um, We're going to go have a few beers. And Yeah, like what about yeah. the weekends? Like I want my weekends to be free. I don't want to be this. And right. And what if this happens? And then I'm going to hang out with my friends here. They're going to judge me because I'm doing a diet. And all this story happens in mm-hmm. your head before... Anything even happens. Sometimes
1: they're already in their head. They're thinking like, oh, I'm going to go find some excuses to tell Kevin why I can't adhere to this plan. And then like, you know, I'm going to go tell him that I have a trip over the weekend. And Mm -hmm. because I'm having a trip with the girls, I'm going to have my margaritas with them. You know, like those are stories that you're telling, you know, because you're not even there yet. You know, you're not even there in the weekend yet because you don't even know if your weekend's going to happen. If you're going to have margaritas. If they're going to be just drinking bourbon, then, you know, and that's not, your, that's not your jam. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know that yet. Like, these things haven't even played out, and you're just in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's storytelling, you know? Like, you start coming up with, like... Yeah, so that's
0: example of your mind telling stories. On overdrive. Right? Okay. So, awakening yeah. is now these stories no longer affect you. Right now, when it happens, you are identified with it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh my gosh, you get lost in your thoughts. Now that happens, it's just there. It's just there, like, as if you're watching TV, you can enjoy a movie, enjoy a drama, because you know that's not you. It can be a crazy drama that's super intense, but you're just enjoying it because it's separate from you. So, for example, the mind that's like us watching a movie and then thinking that that's really us. Like that character who's running away from the monsters or whatever that is, that that's us. And you're, like, literally scared because you're identified with that character. Versus here, we're sitting, we're clearly, that's TV, this is me. Okay. So awakening is, that's the mind, these are thoughts, but this is me. Okay. So now life becomes a little bit more relaxed because you know that all that, sometimes the involuntary, the negativity that happens in your mind, that's just, that's just the mind. But that doesn't have to be me. Right, right. So now it's a big relief. Ah. Now you can consciously do what you need to do without being lost in your mind. And that's what awakening is.
1: So transformation is rewiring the inner dialogue, right? Awakening, the second step is once that past that, beyond that, is like rather than even wasting the energy to rewire it, you're just so aware consciously about all of these dialogue or ideas, emotions, thoughts that you just disassociate with them
0: completely. Yeah. Or you just clearly see that my thoughts are not my thoughts. Right like that's just within your being you just know that my thoughts are not my thoughts
1: so i get the utility in like you know a bad situation right in in, in applying that idea like right so when something negative happens and you're mad or you're sad or you're scared right to disassociate from that but how about like the happy times you know what i'm saying like when you're overwhelmed with like happiness joy and stuff should you disassociate from that should you practice like you know no just,
0: no no like that so for example a lot of the joy Mm -hmm. that you talk about, the joys, the happiness, Mm -hmm. um, the excitement, Mm -hmm. that happens as an experience. It's not like your mind is generating this joy if you pay attention to what happens inside. Like this is an experience. Right. Like the the mind can be a catalyst. Like for example, if you're sitting here, and then say you just think about your vacation with your family, Last summer, you're just thinking. And then now this feeling of happiness, of joy, of just reminiscing back of the good times, that feeling comes. Um, so this is like, this is the feeling of it, of, like that's the experience. I guess what I'm trying to get at is... Once you disassociate, you generally become a little bit you generally become happier right. you're more free um, from the thought so happy things that comes in right you can Extreme. yeah you definitely can relate to it you right. can let it process right, right. but you, it's just you have this conscious right. decision now um, it's not like you're just numb where whatever happens you're just yeah right. Right. right like no emotion um, you're just conscious. Like, if you let yourself right. experience it fully, then you can feel all that. You can let it happen. Like, oh, I'm having good thoughts. Right. Oh, I'm remembering like all the great time with my dog or my kid or my wife.
1: You're right. And then you just
0: go in it. But if there's... I think I threw a curveball on that, that
1: question just because um, the situation that I was thinking about wasn't really... Like a happy thought that occurred in your head and then like, you know, you have to disassociate from that. It was just a happy occurrence that like isn't generated from my head. So I, I threw you for a curveball on that one, my bad. I apologize. It's <laughs> okay. But I'm going to throw a quick quick story into it um, before we move on to step three, if there was a step three.
0: But that's a, that's a good thing though. Right. I mean, that's a good question because a lot of people will probably think the same thing. Like if I'm disassociated from my mind. Right. How about that? Like, you know, the good stuff. Yeah, about the good stuff. So it's not disassociated with your mind because now you're just using your mind when you need to. Right and um use your mind when you need to everything it's still there everything is still there but there's no the stories doesn't affect you anymore right the stories doesn't affect you anymore and so for example when you're eating there's no expectations it doesn't affect you anymore now you can really enjoy eating when you're with your family your friends you're not creating stories of whatever what are they thinking are they judging me is this going to happen what are we going to do none of that affects you so now you're just really there and get to enjoy and experience and spend quality time um, with your family friends or dog or whatever that is so it's just the stories doesn't affect you anymore but it's not like you're going to be numb to all the emotions and feelings. Everything's still there. It's just the stories. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, go on with your example. <laughs> Silly.
1: Um, I'm just riding a little high. Yesterday, I was taking care uh, or babysitting my best friend's daughter, which is uh, like 18 months now. and She's an adorable little thing. Um <laughs> And yesterday, she was super sweet with me, you know? And normally when I hang out with them, you know, I do my own thing. I don't, like, actively get up all in her space, you know, to, like, get her attention and whatnot. I give her, I give her space to do her own thing because she's processing, she's learning, she's adapting to this little world of hers, you know? Um, so I don't, like, smother her with love or anything. I just let her do her own thing, you know? But yesterday, she was just super open, super, like, into me. You know, she, like, chose me to, like, pick her up and stuff. And I was, like, I felt, like, smitten with love, you know? Um, and, like, I, you know, I fully experienced it and I fully like you know soaked it all in and it was a really like heartwarming experience you know Um, like being able to hold her and like read to her and just like having her hold my hand when we're walking and stuff Mm -hmm. it was really sweet you know and um yeah so so you know like someone had asked the question like do you need to disassociate from the good stuff like those aren't really thoughts though those are experiences that happen to you you know what I'm saying And, and and because they're not generated from your mind you don't need to disassociate from them they're just experiences and I guess, you know, part of that was, like, I was just so in the moment, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't really thinking about anything else, you know, I was just hanging out with her and, you know, mm-hmm. her parents. Um, just enjoying the time that I was spending with them and, you know, <laughs> just enjoying the day, enjoying the afternoon with them. Um, yeah, they're not thoughts, right? So, like, when she, like, chose me to, you know, have her hold, there, have her you know, have me hold her and stuff, they, they, those weren't my thoughts. I just, you know.
0: There could be thoughts. I mean, little thoughts yeah. compared to the the all the stories that it creates for example two scenarios that one she chose you and she wants to play with you right right, right. and the thoughts just oh like she does like me and now you're actively engaged in playing with her versus say she just ignores you right and then now the mind creates a story of oh she doesn't like me is it because i'm tall (laughs) is it because i'm bald or maybe she's not a good kid because she doesn't recognize what a good guy i am and then the story just keeps building up and then now maybe you have this idea of her which because generated from your mind your mind yeah right or it's just i guess i didn't have any of that yesterday i was just so present just hanging out you know hey
1: yeah i like just enjoyed myself and ended up coming home with a really happy story to tell my wife you know yeah yeah that's awesome yeah sorry we got a little sidetracked there on the story i'm still riding a high shout out selma
0: Little baby girl, little baby girl, so, my best friend's baby girl. Uh, so yeah. So that's what awakening is. This like the stories that is generated from your mind is no longer affecting you. Um, the next path on is enlightenment or samadhi or nirvana. Um, Can you refill you? Yes, please. Before you get into this one. So enlightenment just. So, you know, and this is based on, again, from oneness. There's a lot of different definitions of it. But a simplified one version that you could... Since we're talking about the mind is... Now that inner dialogue... Completely is quiet. Right. And um, I know there's that fear that you might think that if if there's no inner dialogue... Then... Am I just dumb? And that's not that's not it at all. Um, what happens is when that inner dialogue stops, you start experiencing life more fully because now you're always in the present. There's no comparing. There's no thinking about the past, no bringing past things and expecting certain things, or there's no worrying about the future. There's no, um, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? It's just... You're completely present. Not saying that your mind's not going to work anymore. It's actually even more sharp. Because when you need to... Right. It's focused. You are completely focused. Right. It, at work, you're probably way more efficient because whatever you need to do, you are doing it. Using your mind. Planning, um, organizing, calculating, designing, creating. Right. Like you're more, Your creative power, you're more, your higher intelligence is more active right. without the extra noise, the extra stories that's there right so you're just more laser sharp focus and you use it when you need it and it's really like for example like our hands right Right now we use it when we need it right so right now i want to drink i'll use it when i need it and then when it's not it's just resting okay my hand's still functional it's um still does what i need to do but otherwise if this was like the mind as i'm sitting here it's Slapping around, slapping me, just moving around, being right. Inv- un- involuntarily, right. right? And now this is, and when I want to use it, yep, I can still use it, and then drink, and then now it's just all over again. Right, 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 that's a great, that's a great analogy, man. So, so now, yeah, so the, it just keeps going. But now, when I don't need to use it, it can relax. Right. And then how much energy am I losing while I'm just doing all this? This is physical energy, this is mental energy. So when the mind just keeps going, you're using a lot of energy, and when you don't need it, now you have all this energy, internal energy that's, that you can utilize, and now you're more open to not just the mind intelligence, but the universal intelligence, your heart intelligence. Right. And the uni-mind? The uni-mind. <laughs> Externals. Inter- <laughs> eternals.
1: eternals. Eternals. Eternals, yeah. Shout out to the eternals. The eternals, uni-mind. <laughs> the uni-mind. Uh, we're silly. But you're right. You're right. You know, like, when we're not lost in our own sauce,
0: we kind of, like, dive into... <sighs> and that's what addiction... I mean, that's what all those escapes are. Right. When your mind stops, then, like, for example, like, when you're drinking... Right. Now it's your mind's not thinking so carbon, much. Right. You what you call it? The liquid courage? Right. Just to go
1: ask that girl out, because then your mind, you know, you're tapping into, like, you know, this... Uh, this mind that is, or this courage that isn't really there when it's like subdued with all these thoughts and self-consciousness or insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. That's why people drink and they build up that courage because then, then they don't hear their brain anymore. And then they can just be a little bit present, more present in the moment. And they'll come over and they'll stumble and they'll blabber some poor words and they'll still won't get the girl, you know, but they at least tried, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm not, we're not saying like alcohol is the way to go and, you know, but that's an example.
0: Like you do it because now it kind of Besides
1: shuts down that, the, yeah. uh, how many of those dudes, you know, like fire off all your text messages late at night because you had all this courage out of nowhere. And your mind was like, you know, there weren't those little parts of little eyes in you that were saying, like, hey, this is a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, like the alcohol subdued and, and inhibited you from better decisions, you know. Um, and that's why that's why we said, you know, these addictions are poor attempts at, you know, achieving this natural state of mind um, or tapping into like this greater
0: And I'm sure a lot of us had experiences of this um, no mind or these enlightenment states, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but probably not aware of it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Unless you're like a professional athlete or something, you know, you're probably really aware of it. Or maybe even them, they have this state. They call it flow in Mm -hmm. like the sport world, Mm -hmm. a state of flow. But um, they might not even be aware of it. They just know when I get in the zone, they call it when I'm in the zone, I can really like I'm at my peak. Mm-hmm. watch that uh, Naomi Osaka documentary you know she talks about getting into her zone that's um, right Naomi Osaka so when I first watched that I was like dang she knows yeah. cause she says I'm not I don't calculate and I'm not always thinking I just try to like what do you remember she was just like I just once I get into that zone right. like it just happens I right. just it happens by itself and I am completely know what to do Now if you're interested like just google up um Athletes, flow state, flow state like there are a lot of athletes that share their experiences and it's like their their best their peak performance, mm-hmm. and they were like talking about this flow state mm-hmm. where every like everything happens automatically, like I am completely present, there's no thoughts, mm-hmm. completely in the zone, and just read it. It's very interesting, but that itself is an enlightened state, a state of where there's no thoughts, and, and com- the impossible becomes the possible, yeah you know. Like- so it's, um, so it's not, some people think like, man, if my mind isn't there, then am I just dumb? It's not that at all. You are working at your optimum state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is depression? What is anxiety? Like, that's all in the mind. That's nothing that's, I mean, there could be external stimulus, but that's all in the mind. Anxiety is just fear of what's going to happen.
1: Part of the biggest reason why I wanted to work with you to kind of talk about these topics and we're no doctors, you know, and I get that. And sometimes when we say, like, what is depression, what is anxiety, it's all in the mind and we can overcome that. You know, like, sometimes when we say that, like, I am cognizant that, like, hey, we aren't medical professionals. Mm-hmm. And we can just be saying shit, like, out of our, you know, <laughs> pulling stuff out of our... Um, but isn't it, isn't it crazy if you think about it like that, right? Like, the ideas of anxiety or addiction are thoughts that we create in our head and we identify with them. And because we identify with them, we give it so much more power to, like, you know, affect the way we feel, to affect our mood, to affect our day, you know, like, and then all of a sudden years go by and, like, we're in this dark, deep hole. But why, you know, like, because we clung onto this identity, this thought, this belief that we're afflicted by some medical condition. And because we gave it so much power, our whole reality unfolds as such, you know. If you believe that you are depressed and you believe that there's no way out of depression other than like drugs or whatever, you know, therapy, etc. And you don't do those things, then all of a sudden you believe that you're going to fall deeper into this hole. And then guess what? Two, three years go by and you're still in that hole. But why? You know, like, did you not have the ability to believe something else? Right? Like, we have... Freedom, in essence, is having the right to choose whatever reaction to, you know, or reaction to our, our mind, our thoughts, you know. That's the last, the one freedom we really do have is to choose to believe whatever we want to believe. Whether we choose to do it correctly or not, you know. But that's our one freedom, you know. Like, And I know we're not medical experts and, you know, some of you guys might say that's unfair to people that are depressed and they're going through this. And guess what, you know, I felt, I seriously felt like I was depressed two years ago. And I was binging on, you know, st- antidepressants and adderall and went through therapy and you know like i actively believed that and for 18 months two years almost you know i felt like i was spiraling downwards and i clung on to that belief
0: same with me maybe a little over five years ago yeah like i never thought it was depression but it was how depressed people would feel like internally yeah and i didn't do any of that um antidepressants or therapy or anything like that i actually just went to a course Mm. and then just doing those internal work by itself that just flipped 180 degrees Mm -hmm. from depressed to feeling completely happy connected um open yeah and and it's crazy
1: right because i know that it is harmful to sit here and say that like we're not putting it down. We're not, yeah, I'm not trying to down talk it. I'm not trying to say that it's not a problem. I'm not trying to say that like people aren't like affected by this. Yes, I get it. I get that there are people by the handfuls that are affected by
0: this every day. But it's, what we're saying is like the, like the root, if we really pay attention, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the mind. And since therapy, I mean, you're talking it out, that's Mm -hmm. still like processing it through Mm -hmm. your mind just with someone helping you who kind of knows what to do. Mm -hmm. But, just understanding it. But it's hard, I mean like, for example, when we're talking, it's it's hard. People are addicted to their mind, to their thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, they get lost in it, and you you can't get out of it by yourself, right. especially if something traumatic happens that's creating this depression or mm-hmm. something you're really scared of that's creating this anxiety. Like, it's for sure, like, it's hard. Like, we're telling you, oh, it's just the mind. Like, that <laughs> definitely does not gonna help, but it... It does lay some groundwork. Right? It's plants that see that... Hey, like maybe it is just in my head. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can just go back to try to find what the root cause is and maybe reframe that. Um, Maybe there is like a
1: bigger lesson, a bigger miracle behind everything that's happened in life. And we have yet to uncover it. And perhaps us feeling how we feel internally in our minds, in our hearts, you know, like whether it's depression, anxiety, is just a signal from your body to remind you that you've missed something along the way. That you need to go back and change or fix, or perhaps there's something going wrong currently right now. Just like how when we eat something bad and your stomach hurts, it's just your body's signal that say, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like you just put like really bad like junk into the system. I'm gonna let you know about it with this like sharp stomach pain, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps anxiety, depression is just your body's way of signaling to you that there's something going on internally, right? And to fix that, right? Definitely. Um, and, and, and you know to fix that there are ways to do approach it rather than just spiraling down and you know um, what we talk about here really like resonates with me because I felt like I was able to I don't feel like I, I, I'm 100% like changed as a person you know um, but yeah you definitely change from what one year two years ago mm-hmm. 100% um, but you know like this is something that i clung onto to a lot like,
0: but it's I, a yeah it's a never-ending journey right you know um and when i was talking about the difference um from transformation to awakening to enlightenment mm-hmm. i'm saying this but it's a long journey like if you we've heard monks who've spent lifetimes trying mm-hmm. to reach this enlightened state. so just so that you know what that is but the first step and we see it a lot i mean positive thinking um how to change, reframe your mind so that you change your perspective in life. Transformation itself, if you just work on that, like that changes your life big time. Just focus on that. But we're planting that seed of also being able to disidentify from your mind. And at least if you have a little practice here and there, then transformation happens easier. And then maybe you can slowly work towards that, or at least have moments of it. If you just have moments of it in the heat of it, then that's a game changer too. One example, another member from my gym, she was always, uh, she would come to class and meditate all the time, and she's just like, man, like it's so hard, my mind's just always noisy. And then she had a a conflict with a friend who was just kind of just yelling at her. (laughs) And then um, at that moment, course the mind is going and it's just like oh like how dare you talk to me this way this and that like I'm gonna blah 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 and then just at that moment she just realized wow my mind's going like nuts right now and it's crazy like she can see it like wow this mind, like the minds crazy I'm
1: I'm gonna slow this I'm gonna slow this thought down and I'm not to interrupt you but when your mind goes crazy because someone is attacking you it's your little eye your little parts in you that are surfacing subconsciously to protect you from feeling something and the, in this instance, that person can be, you know, have had experiences in the past where they've been hurt by bullies or hurt by other friends or, you know, people in their life that have talked down to them and they want to shield them away from that feeling. So that' why that's why that little eye just pops up and like, whoa, you know, like puts on their protective barriers and their shield, you know, mm-hmm. um, to try to protect you from that instance. Carry on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the little eye, mm-hmm. but she, Saw that and she, at that moment, she was able to disidentify was like, whoa. And she was able to just not go back, not fire him, not attack them right. or anything like that. And just was able to recall and be like, you know what, like, I need you to leave. This is not good for me. This is not, I don't want this around my family. Right. And then was able to just handle it with composure. right? Classiness. With classiness and right. like grace. I remember she was telling me that and she was just like so proud of herself that that happened right, right and she was like man like before i would just i don't know what i would do i would yell at them i would cuss them out i would probably grab a broom and attack them or whatever that is but right. and that was in front of your family and that could have <laughs> stuck with your kids and yeah oh my mom's crazy yeah <laughs> but but no she handled it with class and and she afterwards she was happy she was proud of it and it wasn't so much of like he said that to me, but like, wow, I was able to handle it gracefully, mm-hmm. and um, with composure. So that, yeah, so even if you have like little moments of that, that's... Transformation. Yeah. Even if we're like stuck on step
1: one of the three-step process, right, but we're continually working on ourselves, it's going to reap like great benefits, you know, whether that's relationships with the people around you, your environment, but more often than not, your reality, you know, like you're gonna find yourself happier. You're gonna find your people around you happier when you just kind of shift the way you think and shift your inner dialogue just by a little bit or just like even 70% of the time, you know? Like, we're not asking you to be perfect every you know, single moment of the waking day because I get it. You know, we're still human at the end of the day and there are gonna be things that, you know, irk you really. But every small incremental step that we take is one step further into the life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and I think uh, one of the things that really have like stuck with me is you raising your levels of consciousness or kind of like adhering to this three-step plan, right, is the greatest gift that you can give to the world because not only are you affecting your realities and the people around you but you're, you know, shaping the people that look up to you. You're shaping your kids, your offspring, you're shaping the people around you and your relationships and they see that and they see that you kind of become like this beacon of like, you know, love or like joy and like you're unaffected by negativity, right, and they really see that and, you know, like when your reality sees that, it starts shifting, you know, and then, like, like like your clients, right? Like the people that work with you, you see kind of the slow change in them over the course of like, you know, the past year and whatnot, right? And guess what? That's slowly leaking into their family life. That's leaking into their own personal relationships. And all of a sudden, not only are you affecting like your 50 to 100 clients, you're affecting like, you know, their immediate family and their extended family, right? And mm-hmm. is that not like the greatest gift that we can give back to this world? You know, like how helping people and helping them help other people in their network slowly and, you know, like... So you're doing... Mm-hmm. Fantastic yeah. work, my man.
0: So there's there's <laughs> one saying by Paramahansa Yogananda, which is a a, a popular yogi. Yeah. Um, he says, once you've done your part in changing yourself, or once you change yourself, you have done your part in changing the world. Right. Wow. Oh. And that's and that's kind of big. Like we're always thinking, oh, I want to like change the world. I want to like make an impact. I want to do this and that. Right. Him, I want to as be sim- a movie star. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as simple as that. Like you just. You do your part in changing yourself. Right. You have done your part in changing the world. Right. And that's, that's deep. And that's, that's deep. I mean, as simple as that. And just like your example, you change yourself. Now it's affecting, and it just kind of ripples out bigger right. and bigger.
1: But we have to be consciously aware of it, you know? We can't just navigate and, like, you know, just pick and choose when we want to be better, you know? Like, we have to be conscious throughout our life you know? like we, we need to know what affects us why it affects us and you know choose to be better all the time not just when it's convenient to us you know um, so keep that in mind too I guess uh, I know that it's incremental work and it's work every day right choosing the hard things to do most of the times
0: it's just like anything else in life Yeah. you want to be physically healthy and fit mm-hmm. you gotta exercise mm-hmm. um, consistently a couple times a week You can't just do it once or twice and then, yep, I exercise. You got to do it consistently. You want to be healthier um, with your food, you got to do that consistently. You can't just, I had a healthy meal yesterday, I'm good. Right? Same thing. Like, You want to be financially stable, you can't just work a couple days and be like, okay, I did it, I gave it a try, it's not working, I'm over it. So it's just another aspect, but this... This other this inner work is like we said spirituality is the science of happiness. If you want like this inner joy, this inner happiness, this inner peace, that's another avenue that you can that you should work on. Right. Just as the same thing as financial stability, um health, wealth, it good is. relationships, but also your your inner well being, your own happiness is And that's, if you want to put some effort in that, that's just what we're trying to advocate.
1: And it's constant effort, you know. Um, It's constant awareness to how we navigate through this world because it is easy to choose and align and identify with the easy things, right? Your little eyes will pop up and say like, hey, I don't want you to fail this nutrition challenge. Go ahead and have those IPAs at night and, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, it's easier to do that than, you know, choose the hard part which is being disciplined, working harder, being more compassionate, being more loving. It's easier to choose, like, you know, your ego. It's easier to choose being judgmental, you know? But I'm asking you to be aware and choose the opposite of your preference each and every time because I swear to you, that's when the miracles
0: happen, you know? like Yeah. And once you've passed, passed that, overcome that this little thing, you'll be addicted. I mean, we're addicted to growth now. Like, you just make some changes and you just see how it has affected your life your reality the people around you and then you can't help but I'm going to keep doing it I want to keep growing I want to keep um, and you push the people around you you
1: know um, sometimes to no success but you just it's infectious you know what I'm saying like this feeling of growth and Transformation. Yeah, you want people to enjoy it because this world is so polarized nowadays, you know, and part of it is just exactly that. People are just feeding into their minds and choosing to be judgmental, choosing to identify with thoughts, and, like, you know, it pushes us away from each other. It divides us, and it's just not who we are, you know? We are a, a species, a, you know, some we are a humanity that thrives on love, you know, and I feel like we haven't really demonstrated that or operated with love or with kindness in our hearts Mm -hmm. we operate with our ego we operate with our mind you know yeah. we fall victim to our minds far too often rather than operating and navigating
0: through life with an open heart and the other thing too is we spend a lot of time I mean in this day and age we put a lot of emphasis on the mind the power of the mind which is very powerful but there's also intelligence um, and power here at the heart too that we need to just balance out right there's a the mind is like thinking dissecting analyzing the heart there's there's that the state of f- feeling state of connectedness a state of openness and that's and there's intelligence here just as intelligence here and if sometimes we could just balance it out and be more here sometimes mm-hmm. versus in our heads then you're more open as well Anything to close?
1: Nah, I think we hit on really uh, important points. But the top, the three, the three steps are. Let's review them with our.
0: Well, not even three steps, but just the steps. kind of the progression of growth. The progression, the three progressions of growth. Yeah, I guess the yeah the growth transformation, awakening, enlightenment. Transformation is reframing. Mm-hmm. The inner dialogue. The inner dialogue awakening is now disidentifying. Right. Um, with your mind with your thoughts. My thoughts are not my thoughts and you know this. Mm -hmm. And then enlightenment is when that inner dialogue actually stops and you're able to just use it when you need to. Um, And there's a bunch of different tools and paths that you can go to reach that. But I guess the simple thing first to start with is transformation. Mm -hmm. Just being aware and, you know. is Yeah, to start reframing things, especially the negative conditions the Mm -hmm. negative beliefs the negative ideas about whatever that is Mm -hmm. uh, just reframe it if you can and it will go a long way just that yeah I'll end with this one just like we did with the last
1: episode your reality is just a projection of your mind and if you can change your mind you can change your reality yes thanks for listening guys as always um, we appreciate you guys Uh, I hope We Can deliver value, you know, um, whether that is helping you out with a hard situation, a hard time, or maybe helping you kind of open your eyes again to any new insights, whether it's how to uh, deal with a bad traumatic event, or maybe approaching life with more love, you know, um, anything we can help you with. We're so appreciative of having that opportunity in your life. Um, So thank you. Yep, thanks for listening. A lot of people define success differently. You know, for me, you can have everything you can have all the money in the world. But if it's not enjoyable, if it's not sustainable, if you can't be a person of integrity while having all of these things, what does it matter? What does it mean? Your value is internal.
0: Your value is internal.